What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This Haber Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Untuckit.com, promo code HAM, and simplysafe.com slash HAM. Now to the segment. All right, headline time, John. There's a lot of headlines today. I mean, there a are. lot. What do you want to start Rap- with? You rapid fire? Yeah. You want to go controversy? Yeah, it's hard to go contro- It's hard to go rapid fire with some of these, <laughs> but let's start with Aubrey Huff. You'll start with Aubrey Huff. Aubrey Huff disinvited from the 2010 uh, ceremony this year. My overall take is this. This isn't a political statement. Because the the Giants, you could rename the 2010 team the San Francisco GOPs. Bruce Bochy, right winger. Posey, Kane, Bumgarner, the core of their team politically. Like, it ain't, they ain't even hiding it. We know where they fall. Especially the manager. To me, this is, they don't like this guy. And he said countless things non-politically. Ripped their women coach. Just ripped Pablo. Just said, talked a lot of shit. Over the top. They just do not like him. So I saw Bags tweet, it would have been Monday night, he's like, I talked to a Giants official, they're adamant this is not a political thing. Like, I agree. Their, their owner donates, like, I'm not saying that doesn't add a little bit, but I think it's the over top, talking a lot of yes. shit, a lot of their players don't like him. Like, if, if this was like, you took support Trump, like, Bochy wouldn't be allowed I, to show I, Yeah, I think if the, the Giants' only way out of this being a controversy, because... The problem is that this is kind of what Huff wants, right? And Aubrey is now taking advantage of it and making it political and tagging Trump in tweets. The Giants only, if they feel like fighting that fight, is to say it turns out 90% of the 2010 team voted for Donald Trump, and then that would end that part of the argument. But they don't even want to go down that road, and of course you don't want to go down that road. Um, But this is what I always say to people, John, and I'm not the first one. There is freedom of speech. Freedom of speech does not mean freedom of consequences for the things you say that offend people if reasonable people can find some of the things offensive. And I think it's reasonable to look at some of what Aubrey has tweeted and call it misogynistic, lightly. 
So, uh, yeah, I mean, I saw Pablo had a quote. Like, I think he said, I'm not mad about him not being here. Is Pat Burrell going to stand up and go, man, I'm not showing up unless Aubrey does, right? Probably not. So, yeah, like, I... I, Well, I think Pablo's quote was like, this guy talked a lot of shit about me when I left. So, like, I don't even like the guy. Yeah, this is not that complicated. Obviously, to some degree, I think you give people what they want uh, when you make them a martyr. And so Aubrey will play that game. And we know Aubrey, but uh, yeah, this is, I think this is pretty easily not political, even if it gets politicized. He unfollowed me on Twitter long ago. Oh, did he? Yeah. He follow you still? Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, okay. Hasn't how about that I got an- lately? I got another one. The A's no longer will be found on terrestrial radio in the greater Bay Area. I guess they're staying with Sacramento Cage. Not K-1 following me anymore. Not, not following me either, so he hates both of us. Uh, the A's going no radio, and a lot of people are kind of crushing the move. Personally, let's get a couple realities out. People didn't really listen to them on radio, so it's not that crazy of a move. Now, in 2020, we're not, this isn't seven years from now, but we are five to seven years away from the Yankees and Giants and the, to me, the Warriors probably doing this in three or four years. Like the streaming, we're never going back to like, isn't it crazy that that stretch of seven years of streaming that we did and and podcasts and Netflix? Like, no, guys. Like this is the future. This is the way it goes. And we're we're ten years away from having twenty years of cars on the road that immediately you just press a button and click to your Bluetooth. Like radios aren't going to exist. I have a radio in my house. It's called Alexa. I tell her what to play. This is a. This is now. You choose the menu of what you want to listen to. That's where it's heading. So I, I, I think they were forced into this somewhat, but I, I, I think it's the right move long term, and I think a lot more teams will follow suit. Now, the big boys, the Cubs, the Giants, the Yankees, the Phillies, the Red Sox, they will be the last to do it, but they will do it one day. Yeah, and, and it might be as simple as they're doing it simultaneously, right? You're not... To me, when you're one of these major organizations, when you're the Giants, when the Yankees, you are getting paid by a radio station for the right to carry your games. So as long as there's one person listening to the radio, fine. We will let somebody pay us to carry our games on radio. $700 a year? No, more. (laughs) Um, So uh, I think sometimes when you are the leader of an industry, you can make the adjustments that change an industry, right? You are Apple. You dominate the smartphone industry. You eliminate the headphone jack from your phone and the industry follows. Or you're on the other end of the spectrum. You're so nimble because, you know what? We don't have a lot of radio listeners, so F it. Let's just do something different and try to be on the cutting edge from another side. I think those are the two spots where you usually get somebody out on the cutting edge. Somebody who's at a competitive disadvantage or somebody who is dominating the market to a point where the market will follow them. And obviously, the A's are not in Apple's position, but they are in a position to try and do something differently. Now, would they be doing this if someone was paying them $500,000 a year for the radio right? No, of course not. But that's not what the situation is. So I give them credit for being willing to jump out. They were the first ones to have a dedicated tune-in channel. Um, And I think in many ways, baseball, I think they were the only ones to do it, actually. I think there were some teams that had some... Like mark, there were some market issues that didn't allow everybody to do what they did last year with their Ace Cast stuff. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really see how you can knock it because, like you said, were, was anyone listening to KTRB? No, I didn't know. I honestly, okay. I am a radio guy. I love listening to the A's. I don't. I didn't know where that was. 
Completely so, agree. I haven't listened to an A's game since they left the other state. And I know this. I ripped. I <laughs> now it died, so it's not exactly the same thing. But did a little house cleaning about a month ago, and the radio that was sitting in the living room is gone. Yeah, and it won't come. You're not going to go buy another one, right? No, I might buy some. I might. I was thinking, you know, get some speakers that you know, like the home Sono system or something like that. But you would connect that to your phone. That's correct. <laughs> yeah, right. So that's. Well, here's another one. The I TV like ratings. I like awful reacting anna- to your headlines. Awful announcing yeah. came out with television ratings for the NBA locally. They were beyond ugly. I was DMing with Strauss like probably less than a month ago. And he was telling me like, because we, we always go back and forth. He loves this topic and I love it too. And just like, it's way uglier than the NBA wants it out right now. The local ratings, I think... Over a third of the league is not registering a one. And we talk a lot about NFL ratings, the Niners this year consistently. Now, football's different because there's only one game a week. But we're doing like 20 pluses. And the Warriors, who have been kind of the league's cash cow, locally were doing eight to tens during the run. They're down dramatically, 68%. They're still doing about a four, a little under a four, which is really good. They are going to come storming back next year. Now, the rest of the league, I think here's the problem if you're silver. You have major markets. Chicago, nobody's watching. Team sucks. Both New York teams, obviously KD's not playing, but Kevin's out. Nobody's watching. The Suns, the T-Wolves, nobody watches these games, guy. And it's where the people that, and I've always been like, basketball's our number two sport. Do you know the numbers locally tell you? It ain't even close. Baseball crushes them. And like of the dual markets, like 14 of the 17 dual markets. And we're talking like Yankees. Uh, I think it gets a little confusing because like there are some carrier issues like with Dodgers. I know the Denver Nuggets have an issue. Yeah. So there, there are unique situations and get, we're, we're kind of normal. I think here we just get the games, all of our teams, mm-hmm. Like you just, you want to watch any team in the market. They play, we, we can find them immediately or stream them, which is nice. Uh, but that's not the case. Like people just aren't watching. So I, I, that's just I don't have a take. But yeah, it's so two takes for me. My number one takeaway was don't cry for me, Joe Lacob. I mean, don't cry for Joe Lacob, Argentina. Uh, Joe's doing fine. Like the Warriors are making a ton of money. They're going to have a bounce back next year. But it turns out that their massive drop off is just because they were freaking at the ceiling of where a reasonable team could be. I mean, they were crushing it locally, and they're still doing pretty well locally. And I do think the other thing is this, and I was thinking about this. This is kind of an offshoot of this, but. Um, I think it's hard to sell other teams when people don't consistently know who those other teams are. Like, I think one of the beauties of the NBA is that you don't play a series. So on a given night, on a Tuesday and on a Thursday, you just two different superstar players can come in and play your NBA team. And that can be kind of cool. The problem is, and I think there's a fundamental problem with the NBA, and I've been saying it, I think player movement is an issue for the NBA. The other problem I identified with baseball the other day, John, I had this epiphany. I was driving. It was early morning. I was listening to uh, the MLB channel on Sirius XM, and there was this discussion about somebody's random fourth outfielder, and could he be like a sneaky candidate for a breakout player this year? Yeah. I think most of us and most fans, from what view do you like to view sports? I think most people, when they talk about sports and analyze sports, like to view sports from a GM's perspective, right? Like yep. sometimes we talk about it from a player's perspective, but by and large, we as consumers love to view it from a GM perspective, fantasy sports, all that shit. Trade talk blows up, right? 
Well, we do we do that with everything. Yeah. Like this burger sucks. This clothes sucks. If I was I running this, done that. if I ran this yeah. airline, you wouldn't have to recline your seat, right? Exactly. So, how do baseball GMs think? They think analytically. Yeah, but not just analytically. They don't think about the superstar players. That's not where their focus is. Their focus is on finding the platoon outfielder from somebody else that you can rule five draft and put him in left field against righties and. Well, fuck, man. You can't talk about baseball like that and expect the average fan to want to follow along. If you think like a baseball GM when you talk about baseball, you're not talking about Mike Trout. You're not talking about Garrett Cole. You're not talking about Justin Verlander. Because my mom knows they're good. But that's not who the GMs on a daily basis are churning rosters for platoon righties. Well, that doesn't resonate with anybody. Like, that's a problem when you talk about baseball. Now, the NBA is not quite that way, but there is just a... Like, the NBA dunk contest was awesome. But you know what was better? The end of the All-Star game when it was the 10, ten of the greatest players. Although Kemba, I mean, you, you know, Kyle Lowry. Lowry it, it was like flopping. seven of the greatest Lowry players. Lowry was entertaining. He was flopping all over the place. Can we please get Trey Young in the last five minutes? Like, you tweeted, does Giannis' team not have a point guard? But I don't, like, the the dunk contest was great, but you, you we need the superstars. So, that's separate from the ratings, kind of, but it just gave me an opportunity to make that point about baseball that I've been wanting to make for a couple days. Um, and, and football, in, uh, just East Coast Radio, guys. Just superstar. Just come on, man. Like, keep your superstars on the same teams, and that's good for the sport. I agree. Uh, Drew Brees. Yeah. He went on. He was like, uh, follow, I've been following on Instagram forever, and he tweeted out this picture with his wife and, like, another couple. And I was like, God, who's this other couple? And it was, like, A.J. Klein. It's, like, the linebacker on his team. Actually, I think that guy's on another team now. Don't quote me on that. But they're clearly, they must have hit it off, become friends. Well, they had gone hiking like last week on like a vacation. He had thought, like he probably saw a picture, like I can use this next week when I tweet out because he's like, sky's the limit. The rest, I don't even know what he did, what he Instagrammed, but it was just a cool pic of just kind of this cliff and the water and it just shows like, we're not done yet. Nature. I don't know. Maybe he saw some symbolism in it, but he's back, guy. He just acted like he's back. Well, Drew, you don't have a contract. Are you sure they want you back? Because he was like, hashtag who dat nation. Well, what if Peyton was like, well, I can get Teddy for half the price. You know, he, He's pretty confident that they're just bringing him back with open arms at 41 years old, which he is Drew Brees, so I understand why he's confident. And after you see the Reggie Bush Instagram of him doing the mental reps, like, you better bring me back. See what the fucking shit I put in for the last 15 years yeah, for you guys? Yeah. He's coming. I mean, it feels like he's coming back. I mean, he is coming back, but he's confident he's coming back, and he returned. But there is a little domino there. Like, now Teddy Bridgewater, who reports yesterday, is going to get $30 million a year. I red flag that. What? I don't think it's going to be that strong. Come on. But, yeah, so it's Drew Brees back in the Saints. Uh, what about the tweet from uh, the uh, Denver Post reporter, beat writer, Ryan O'Halloran, that said league executive – on whether we take the Broncos to get Darius Slay a second or a third rounder and $15 million-ish per year via an extension? What do you think about that? Really good player. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't broken down much of his film. Uh, not diving into Lions all 22. Uh, did a little texting and found out he's an elite player. Better to like text a, the people who watch the film. That's more efficient. And I don't have to do the work. I, the words I got back, baller, dominant player. And... Slash the Lions are idiots. I mean, they just give away good players. That he makes ten million dollars a year right now. He wants an extension. Like he's he's one of those guys that like, you know, if you just listen to the players, like 
this is just the BS with the league, not letting guys get paid. Well, guys, this is his third contract. He's 29. He got, he got drafted, got a huge second deal, and now wants another huge deal, which he's earned and he'll get. But I think it's going to cost more than a third, guy. If he's the considered a top two or three corner in the league, and he feels less, I don't hear too often like, Darius Slay says, fuck you to position coach, like Jalen Ramsey. D- uh, Darius Slay refuses to show up to practice. Like, he's kind of been at field. Now, maybe it's just out of sight, out of mind, because they've been so shitty that a Lions fan might be like, well, he's kind of been our headache. I, I don't know. I-, I-, I know me personally haven't read anything or heard anything or anyone, guys I'm texting didn't say he's a pain in the ass. So if he's a high character guy and an elite player, don't those guys usually net pretty good returns? Yeah. And he's a press corner, so it's like he's not one of those twitchy guys that needs to run. Like, he, he can run, but he's more of a long, physical guy that I think you could say, this guy could have another more three-year run where he could play 31, 32 years old. Because you're right, he's not 26. You know, he is 29 years old. That's it's not young. I'd say it's right at the sweet spot where some teams would be like, is it worth it to give up? Like, would the New England give up their 30s? I'm not – they. Or I guess the Chiefs would they give up pick thirty two for him? You know, is, are you doing that with a twenty nine year old? It was easy to do with Khalil. You're like, well, he's twenty six at the time we're trading for him. That twenty nine sounds a little older when you're in a in a in a meeting, right? Yep. Uh, speaking of Denver reporters, I spoke with Mike Kliss, John, on Tuesday about uh, he reported that Eric Bieniemy was the front run the favorite to take the Colorado football job. I didn't yeah. realize because I said to him, "Do you just assume?" that Eric Bieniemy is going to get a job next year. And he said, how can I assume that? He's had seven interviews and hasn't gotten a job yet. So, no. He's, had seven, he's what, had seven NFL what, interviews? That's what Cliss said. Well, he'd know. So I said, well, that's, yeah, that's, if, if you're him and you've had seven interviews and no one's offered you a job, that, that is kind of crazy. Cliss a dominant little local reporter slash like TV guy. Like He just has a foothold in this country. Like You're talking to him. I mean, people just I, I know his name. I think that the Colorado should hire Brett Bielma. To me, that's the, I, that's I the love hire. The hire. I think that adds one juice to the conference because they lost Leach, which to me loses you lose juice with Leach. Just he just brings a lot that it's hard to you know replicate. And I think Bielma is in that realm of just needle moves. And I think when you look at his resume, I don't think you could argue if you were just last year they had hired Bielema instead of Mel Tucker, we would have been like, that's a pretty good hire. Mm-hmm. He's, he's coached at Wisconsin. He's won. He went to Arkansas, who I don't know if you've noticed, but they've ran through about three coaches since he's left, and they are a train wreck. Yeah. And he actually had made a bowl game, produced a ton of NFL players. It wasn't as bad as I think people thought. He was just held to like, it felt like a higher standard, like more like, we think we can compete with like Jimbo or Nick or or Ed Ogeron. It was like, eh, you know, winning seven games at Arkansas, you should be excited. And that wasn't good enough for him. But if he won eight, nine games at Colorado, guy, they've won ten games. Most in the last fifteen years, they've had one big time winning season, and it was ten wins three years ago. Other than that, they've hovered between five and seven. That's kind of who the program is. You win eight or nine at Colorado, and this is the problem with college programs. Like, if you went 8-4 at Colorado, then the next season you immediately think, well, next year's our 10-11. That's not the way it works. You go three straight eight-win seasons at Colorado, fucking Bielema should get $7 million a year. Yeah, I will say this, though. Like, having been on that campus, you've been there. They shouldn't be, you know, for, I'm just looking from 06 to 05. 
Sorry, from 06 to 15, they not won six seven, games right? once. Never over. And six. not only that, it was like two, six, five, three, five, three, one, four, two, four. Yeah, I'm not. The, I'm not. That's not. Acceptable. They should be better than that. Yes, they should go to bowl games. I think you'd feel pretty confident about going to bowl games with Brett Bielema. I think there's a huge unknown with Eric Bieniemy. He was in college basically once in the last like 15 years because he's been with Andy for seven. He was with the Vikings and Adrian Peterson for like six. That's 13. His two-year stretch at Colorado was really ugly. That you're not, It's not guaranteed to work. I actually feel better that Eric would be a better NFL head coach than I would college just because there are some – It's just it, it, you, there are rules you have to follow which sucks, which coaches hate, especially in the Pac-12. Yep. Where Bielema has proven at multiple places in conferences that are much more difficult than the Pac-12 South right now. You could say if Brett Bielema showed up in the Pac-12 South, could they win seven games next year? They might win more games than Michigan State. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.